This is Tauri Talk, the podcast from the Scuderia Alpha Tauri Formula One team. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tower Talk. I am Josh the Admin, coming to you live from the deck of our Red Bull Energy Station on the harbour of Monte Carlo. Yuki, I, I'm going <laughs> to mute your microphone next time, I think. What did you say? This is sub main caster Yuki Tsunoda, and here, right? I can still not understand what no, you're neither, saying. No, mate. neither can I. Should I just mute him or? <laughs> really? Subcast? No, what, what are you. Sub main caster. Main caster? Main caster? It's podcaster. Sub. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for interrupting once again, Yuki. Welcome back to the show. Lovely podcast show. That's very nice of you. Nick, we also have you here. Thank you for joining us in Monaco, your home, current home, not your. Home city, I would say. Yeah, well, I, I kind of consider it as a home. Um, How long have you been living here now? This is my fourth year here. Um, yeah, really enjoy living here and kind of feels my, like my home race. I'm sleeping home, spending life here, so it's good. So we're coming to you live from our energy station, which is on the harbour in Monaco. We've got a fantastic view, so if you're going to watch on YouTube, head to Alvatari's YouTube channel and you can see it. Coming up on the show, we've catch up with Yuki and Nick after a long break. Yuki and Nick go head-to-head in testing their track knowledge and we get the chance to air some of our grievances, so let's get into it. First, I think we do need to address the natural disaster that occurred last week that cancelled the race. If you're listening to this right now, you're probably aware the region of Emilia-Romagna in Italy was hit by a catastrophic flood, which has claimed the lives of multiple people and left thousands of others homeless. Our town of Faenza, where the team is based, was massively affected by this, and around two-thirds of the town, including the centre, was completely underwater. Uh, it's something that I've never experienced before. Now, you both have stories from this, and I think I'll start with you, Yuki, because you live in Faenza and actually hit you at home, didn't it? Yeah, I was literally in Faenza, and really luckily, my house itself was okay. But yeah, like 70% of Faenza's town houses are pretty much flooded, and uh, yeah, I got quite a lot impacted. So. The day after I saw like those kind of pictures or even I went to see in the town, it's just unreal. I haven't had this situation, you know, also experienced. So like it just really, yeah, things I couldn't believe. So yeah, it's just uh, really sad things. Yeah. So you said you walked through town. It was the day after, I think, when everyone was starting to clean up. And I got a message from you saying like, you know, can I help? Can I help? Which is, you know, I thought that was quite nice. Um, I was in there helping one of my friends empty his basement. And I just remember saying, do you have a couple of shovels in your house? And you yeah. said, yeah, why? I said, yeah, please come bring the shovels. Because the entire city was just full of mud, full of water, full of just rubbish of everyone cleaning out their possessions because it's all destroyed. Yeah, it was good that I was able to help. Also, thank you for that. Thank you for you to give me opportunity as well. But at the same time, um, I think more every people in Fines are literally helping each other. And I think they were doing much more than my job I did in, on that day, like, you know, every day they have to consistently move away, you know, the mud from their house or, you know, their properties and just feels like forever. Mm-hmm. You don't feel actually like the mud is going away because as soon as you scoop the other kind of mud water, just uh, fill that place that you literally scoop. So, like, it's just 
feels like forever. Um, actually, we did quite a good job, I think, mm. on that day. Yeah, we, we did, cleaned a few streets. Yeah, a few streets. Um, but still, like, literally, whole part of our town was completely flooded. So it was just really lots of work requires. But at the same time, I can tell that most of whole finds people just go out from the street and just helping each other. And I, actually, like, when I was, you know, scooping around and uh, cleaning the town, I also heard from people in finance uh, like, you know, thank you, grazie, uh, Yuki, uh, whatever. It just feel really nice. Mm. Um, that Like, I feel that part of the finance people and, you know, able to join that community. So yeah, it's The just, community felt a lot closer yeah, on, on really, those next days because yeah. everyone was helping each other. I mean, you know randoms coming up to you saying, do you need a hand? Because they'd finished with what they were doing and they'd come to each yeah. other people's houses saying, do you want a hand, do you want a hand? It was, it was fantastic to see. Definitely, especially like that small town. I expected it would be really hard to you know, recover. It took more time to recover from a lot of mud. And I can see a lot of... There's also like in Fiance, there's like underground kind of roads, you know, like mm. uh, yeah. under, you go under the tunnel or, you know, under the bridge. So there was a lot of places that the water f- filled up completely. But in two days or even a day later, it was completely gone. And I think amount of people work at the same time got being united it was really incredible how they fixed those situations, how fast they, they removed those stuff. So it's nice to see. Yeah, and to give people context, this flood happened over a week ago now, so it's been about eight days, and the cleanup is still in full swing. The towns are still full of mud. Definitely, yeah. The rubbish is still there, but also what I found is walking through, going through the town centre, is that at the end of the day, they're all partying in the streets with drinks and with pizzas and with a barbecue celebrating the day's work, saying, you know, we're in this together, and there's massive people around the centre of Faenza in front of the church dancing. I found that incredible. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, lots of people, I guess, they make friends in that time, maybe, yeah. like, sweeping because, I, like you said, how the people there, how friendly they are, you know, if they finish the work, they just go to the next place that is completely mud and just kind of help you or whatever. Just, like, yeah, it's really nice to see. And Nick, it was a bit of a different story for you because you were on your way to Fianza for our marketing day before the race weekend as it's our home race. And it was in the evening and you were stopped. You couldn't, like, because the rain was getting quite heavy. You were stopped, I believe, on your way just outside of our town, right? Yeah, that's right. Obviously, my little experience doesn't weigh up to everything that all the people from Fianza had to to go through. And it was a, a real tragedy for... Um, well, and it still is for the, for the local people in town. But I got to experience uh, a little bit of it. And I think people from outside didn't quite comprehend how uh, bad it was. And yeah, myself, I got off the highway on the Tuesday evening ahead of our marketing day on the Wednesday. And then I got kind of stuck between two villages because Fayenza was already flooded. And I couldn't return to the highway because behind me, it started flooding and they blocked the road. So I was kind of stuck there, and um, the police advised me to sleep in the car. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> There's no other option. Can you please turn around, pull over, and sleep in the car? Well, so there was one hotel between those two villages. Um, near, our, near our town, right? Yeah. Yes, it was between Fayence and Forli. Mm-hmm. I was stuck there. One of the two heaviest towns hit, I believe. But, but I was stuck there, and then they suggested me to sleep in the car, but I was like, I'll try and find another solution. Mm-hmm. So I turned up at this hotel, and... Um, by driving to the hotel, the water was literally already halfway up my door uh, in some puddles. And I got to the hotel, it was fully booked, but thankfully McLaren stranded there earlier. 
So uh, they were there all in the lobby and I approached them and uh, one of the mechanics was so kind to give his room to me because he was able to join his colleague. So at 1am I still managed to find myself a, a bed and then the scene I, I saw in the, in the following morning in the lobby of the hotel was, uh, was something I've never experienced before. Like literally the whole lobby turned into a shelter for people that had to escape their homes during the night. You saw like... Uh, grandparents, children, families in the lobby with blankets, laying down on sofas, people from the Red Cross, and it was just um, a big crisis. And then I kind of waited until 1 p.m. until F1 announced the cancellation of the race, and it was very tough to leave, but uh, I set a route via Firenze, but I hit a lot of roadblocks, and it was uh, yeah, a long journey to get home. I got stranded again in another town. What kind of felt heartwarming was to see how much everyone was looking out for each other and how much willingness to help each other people showed. That was incredible. Like I stranded in this little town. I stopped at the local bar. Someone helped me to get to a hotel. The hotel was fully booked. The old lady said, don't worry. I have some beds in the church. I don't have the keys here, but I'll find them later. We have a, a kind of party here tonight. You're welcome to join. And like they were very welcoming. So it's like Italian spirit. Yeah, Italian spirit, <laughs> yeah. very united as a family. And then the same person who brought me to the hotel had called the local mayor and he found a way to escape through Firenze and then Florence in English. And, and that's how I eventually uh, got back home. But honestly, heartwarming to see how much everyone was caring for each other. As I mentioned earlier, our town as well was hit heavily by the flood disaster. So the cleanup is still going on. If you would like to help with the donations, anything helps, head to our website, alphatarif1.com, and follow the links there. Back to the pod, and it's been a long time since we've gotten one out. It's been about almost two months now, so I feel a bit bad about that. So I need to go back a little bit further between the long break after Australia and Baku, so um, we can talk about the little mini break we've had there. Yuki, you stayed out in Australia a couple of days, saw some wildlife. What we see, what we see, like lots kangaroos. of kangaroos, yeah, yeah, also, yeah mo- the snakes, yeah, actually, yeah, I felt lots of animals. You weren't a fan like, of the emus. What's the emus? The emus ones, the ones that were walking after us. Ah, uh, yes, I, I felt scary. You know, I was just <laughs> was fe- like running away. Oh, mate, I would be emus, uh, emus are menaces. Oh, they're, men- they're menace. I was uh, feeding the kangaroo. It was really cute, but am- emus just literally firing emu. Yeah. emu. They're really big as well, mm. like. Bigger than me, probably. Yeah, taller than me as well. And um, like some of them, like they yeah. try to steal the, you know, the, the food. Yeah, out of your hand. Or the friend. Oh my god! They're like when they try to eat, just literally like, I don't know, like attack. punch, attack, attack. It, it, it doesn't hurt. It's just like surprising. It's just like a duck. Oh. Honestly, I yeah. would be running, <laughs> running, and not come back. You could find me on the beach, but <laughs> not there. Is it? Yeah. This was in Phillip Island, so you could easily make it to the beach. Okay, <laughs> but like, or yeah. would they follow you on the beach? I don't know, put their head in the sand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. And actually, I really like Australia. The food there is amazing. I enjoyed so much that week, uh, Japanese restaurants there. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just nice. And Nick, you're more back at home, right? You went yeah, to the tennis. I mean, honestly, I don't recall what I've done in that yeah, time. You did tennis? Uh, well, okay, I saw you met Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, went to the AC Milan match. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. But, but after Melbourne, I think I went straight to the simulator for two days. Uh, yeah, and I had fun. some marketing commitments. So in the week after Melbourne was already mm. occupied. And then 
I think I had two weeks with a little bit more freedom. And yeah, I visited the AC Milan match. And then uh, I also obviously, well, the Monte Carlo tennis is yeah. literally the a five minutes walk <laughs> for me. So um, yeah, I love watching real life sports. Yeah. So meeting Zlatan, was that a, a small, just quick meet and greet? Or did you get to talk to him a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. What's um, it, what was that like? He did not disappoint. <laughs> I mean, his aura and his charisma is just very, very present yeah. and noticeable. And he is just a big guy. And he's 41. He, you know, helped AC Milan with the uh, championship last year. And it's just, just a character, just yeah. very, very strong and confident. Anything sport talked or was it just anything but? No, a little bit, little yeah. bit of a sport chat. Yeah. yeah, like when is it? Because he's injured. When yeah, is he coming yeah. back? Yeah. And how does he feel? And yeah. So, would you say he's like probably one of the most famous people you've met? Uh, next to me. Uh, um, <laughs> put him aside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll put him there. Yeah, at, at least. Well, as I said, he didn't disappoint. Mm. It was like it you was see nice... him on TV and you see how big and strong he is, yeah. and you know he's it's like me sending his shirt back to. Was it James when he came to LA and he yeah. sent him a shirt and he sent it back with his signature? Yes, and yeah. Like that kind of action. <laughs> Those stories. Or, or yeah. when he compared, or when he said, in, he tried to quote him, but he said, I don't compare lions to humans. And, like, he is just very confident and in real life. They're not just sayings, that's actually it's him. It's just yeah. him, yeah. But, but genuine, yeah. you know, genuine. Yeah. yeah. Yuki, who's the most famous person or the coolest person you've met besides Nick? Um, besides me, right? You, you can't call you meeting yourself. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to live with that. Up I don't here. know. Um, it's hard question. I still <laughs> remember I version Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, He's the, Dutch. Yeah. When did you met him? He's, He's like, huge. He last like, year Monza, I think. Um, because of I remember. Well, first of all, he's huge. Like I have to literally literally look up Defender, straight right? straight yeah. up. Like literally, I'm watching a sky. But at the same time, his personality was really, really nice. Like, he's a really, really nice guy, which I didn't expect. And, um, yeah, super, I didn't feel like... like why, why you didn't expect? I like, think he was... No, 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 no. Like, like you know, like, I, I expected. But, like, I know he was a nice guy, but I didn't expect, like, that much hmm. nice guy. And he's superstar. You know, like, definitely I can feel aura a lot. But at the same time, I didn't feel really, like, superstar as, as a person as well. He's really nice guy, and I know as a pro- athlete side, he's superstar, and I can fit, I can feel it, and I can tell it. But as a person as well, side is just wonderful. So I know I'm stretching your memories a little bit, but like, what's it like starting the season for like three races and then having a break like that? Is it enjoyable, or is it something you just want to get back to racing at least to the summer break? For me, I didn't feel any issue. I I quite like it. I have time more to myself and relax it. I think so. I didn't feel any issue and. No issues to relax. <laughs> <laughs> no issues to relax. I can eat more foods, you know, like uh, I can go around the Italy, whatever, and eat food. So uh, for me, it's amazing. I think you're on the other side, Nick. You wanted to keep going. Yeah, a little bit. Like you get into a kind of rhythm and then you kind of pause again. Mm. But don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy me time, but um, maybe not so early in the season. Also, yeah. I feel like if I have time off, I feel like I want to deserve that time off. And Obviously, that was quite early. We only did three races, so we only got just started. But, um, you know, I won't say no, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have preferred to continue yeah. into kind of racing rhythm. Yeah. And on the last one on that topic, did you find anything over those few weeks, new TV shows, new movies, music? Uh, last Chance You. 
Uh, actually, Last chance you. Yeah, actually, uh, Michael Yuki Strainer told me about it, mm. and it's about college football, and then basically, yeah, teenagers that are kind of they dropped out and they have a, a next chance or next opportunity to get back into Division One and, and hopefully NFL. And yeah, I just really enjoy watching any series documentaries on sports, yeah. and and I find this one. Um, Cool to watch. There you go. Last chance you on Netflix, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's and one on basketball as well, but for like five or six seasons in Last Chance Q, um, yeah. American football. So I still have a few seasons a few to, go, to go. Yeah. yeah. Before <laughs> I can move to basketball. Yeah. Yuki, I think the one you recommended to me, well, the one we watched together in the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. Disney Plus. The, Limitless. The, I think so. Yeah. Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. I think I've seen Amazing. this. Amazing. Remember we talked about it in Bahrain. I think when I like I did a bit of a fast. Uh, oh, four, yes. Four-day yeah, yeah, four yeah, fast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that was ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> it didn't feel Just great. thought it was a good idea to fast for four days. Like, why would you do that? Well, there's uh, apparently a good reason. I, w- I just watched first uh, well, temperature, the cold temperature. Shock therapy. Shock therapy. And what was the one more time? Ah, the height, the kind of breathe control. Uh, stress control. Like. Stress control, mm. which I stress control, I think. Thought it'd be good for him. It was good for me, but uh, yeah. It makes sense and they explain well why it's important, even I can understand. They really talk very specifically and Chris, whatever, uh, he will... <laughs> Chris, whatever. <laughs> he's, he, he will, he will, you know, uh, make example, you know, but uh, I think it's good and I want to definitely continue to watch that episode, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I will just say it's not just like him trying things. He is surrounded by professional doctors and staff that are... You know, recommending supervising. Yeah, yeah, because it's about longevity. It's like how to live a longer life, longer and healthier life. So they're, mm. it's all about research, and I think it's super, super interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I think so. Yeah, fasting I mean, you don't have for four days is, is enhancing the length of your life. Uh, it's a reset, you know. Okay, a reset. <laughs> it's a reset of the system. I can think of other things to reset my system. Trust me, the sauna yeah. episode is much better. Ah, uh, sauna. <laughs> oh, I love sauna. Everyone loves sauna. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Moving on, we get back to the racing part of it and we're back in Baku. Did you guys enjoy having two races in one weekend? Two races? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think it's a completely different format and uh, it's all sessions count. Uh, so uh, for me, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah same. Nice. More track time. And also, you're a bit used to it now because at Formula E, there was kind of two sessions. Well, not always, but there, mm. are, there are quite a yeah. few double, double headers. Yeah, right. that's what yeah. I meant. And also then back in F2, were you in the season where they had two races? Uh, there was always two races, I guess, but yeah. Uh, I was not in the season when they had three races, I guess. That's what I was thinking of, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no. But uh, you had two races, you had a sprint and a, and a, you're right. a yeah. feature. So you're, you're also both used to that. Mm. So it's something that you're kind of for, or do you prefer a structured weekend of leading up to a main event? I think a combination of both is, is nice. Uh, I obviously understand that the promoter is trying to look at ways to make it more attractive for, for the fans to come and watch the event and you know, having more track action and more racing or more kind of sessions that count are obviously more interesting. So I understand that. And I think it's good that they're kind of exploring a little bit with different formats. Mm. And I think the sprint events uh, contribute very well to it. But six is probably a right number. I wouldn't say... 23 is, yeah, yeah. is the right way to go because also it kind of devalues the main race a little bit and, and it's still supposed to be you know the Grand Prix on Sunday. And then we had that long 10, 12-hour flight to um, Miami. How did you guys adapt after changing time zones and you know, a long-haul flight? I mean, <laughs> I think that the key to jet lag is just 
survive. Accept it and just do it. Like, there's no magic, really. You just gotta yeah. change your time zone. It keeps you busy. It's, it's as good well. to exercise in the morning, I think. Yeah. Uh, to, to well, it's always sunshine. nice when you go to the West. You always wake up early, feel tired at night, and you wake up early. Mm. So it's good to start your day early. But we had a busy time in Miami. Yeah, we kept you busy. Did you have any time to yourselves? I, I think we had a little bit. But yeah, most of the time, you guys made us uh, busy. Thank you to you guys. Appreciate it. I didn't have much time to explore around restaurants, so thanks once again. But anyway, it was good. It was good I'm, sure, I'm sure you managed to eat well. But we got you racing mini jet boats oh, yes, it was with really Daniel, nice. Daniel yeah. Cardo. With a shark in the sea, definitely, because I'm US. Um, I was really afraid with that. So Terrified. Most of the time, I was thinking, even with I was mini boat, like, what if I fell? This is shark. So like, I tried to not fail as much as possible. Actually, the ball was really, really nice. Uh, it was really balanced. There was almost no chance to fail, but the boat was perfectly sized for me. Uh, like literally, I'm driving like order-made, uh, tailored boats, which is for Daniel like completely too small for him. And I think also the drag had too much, and I able to what make him a gap in qualifying nine seconds almost. But uh, in the end, that's we dominating. Went, he, he, that's did, dominating. he did cut a corner, I think. But. No, but yeah, in the race we had a good battle, so I enjoyed it a yeah. lot, and uh, it was super yeah. enjoyable boat. So. It's part of the Red Bull Unseries race series, and you can find it on the Red Bull YouTube channel. I think next step we should uh, put a jump. I know what the next step is. Yeah, we should do that, like jump there. And yeah, but mate, you would need a jet engine because there's otherwise... a mini jet on there. Oh, there's a mini it's, jet. It's really fast. Okay. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. that engine is like 45 years old or something yeah, like that. Okay. It's crazy and. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And Nick, it was your first time racing in Miami. What did you think of it? I think it was a great event. The Americans really know how to put on a show and they really know how to kind of entertain around mm-hmm. sports. I had some local friends over there who I know from here, from Monaco. So I had most evenings dinner dinner with them, which was really nice to spend some time with him and his girlfriend. And yeah, then the event was just very cool. I think they definitely made a big step from last year. I was there for mm-hmm. uh, test reserve driver duties and like the paddock was in a completely different area and everything was slightly different structured, but um, very enjoyable event. And it wouldn't be one of our regular podcasts if we, you touched on it before, Yuki, talking about food. What if either of you had in the past Should two I check weeks? out now? Yeah, you can, you can have a break. <laughs> I, can check I think out, we can, yeah. we can, we're, we're set for a while. Mm. <laughs> well, like, I had a Joe's Crab in Miami. Ba- Bagu. Joe's Crab. No, uh, usually he starts with I always wagyu. starts with Wagyu, uh, even yeah. the fan forums. Oh, yeah, yeah I had good beef, good Wagyu. No, no, no. I always adapt with each country's food. So, like, you know, if it's Miami, I think it's more famous to, I guess, crab, I don't know. but Smoked meat. Just stone crab. Stone crab is amazing there. Yeah, we went. Uh, I went with Michael and uh, two, two colleagues from Afatari, including you. And uh, it was really, really nice. Um, I don't know why, but I was so grumpy and that nice. So I was not really in a good company. So apologies for that. But uh, yeah, still the food itself was really, really nice. And after that, on the rest day, whatever, we had uh, another dinner, I think. Oh, yeah, Nobu. Yeah. Went to Nobu. Yeah, Nobu. And met Nobu himself. Yeah, we met the first time in Dubai, at the beginning of the season, in a party, the opening ceremony in Dubai. And uh, we became uh, good friends and... He invited me to the Nobu Miami and he was there and we had lots of chat at that point and we talked about how he's passionate the food and how he built the Nobu brand until now. And like, it's quite similar how he's thinking 
obviously he's much more professional. But like when I open the restaurants, I have a bit of idea. I can definitely steal the idea from him how he made a good restaurant until then. So like, basically, he stole your ideas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, maybe you know, my father's name is Nobu Nobuaki, so he's Nobu. So you know, maybe. Uh, I I'm sorry, that's taken. You need to try something else. You could, you could start a franchise. Take a franchise, yeah, and, franchise and go into business with him. Maybe, yeah. And that First one could be that subsection a, Nobuyuki. I'll be a I'll be students of him. Yeah, an apprentice. Yeah, but he's really such a nice guy and a really lovely person. Uh, I super enjoyed that night. So, yeah, those are the two meals, or well, mainly I can talk about in Miami. Cool, Nick doesn't have to be in Miami, by the way. Oh yeah, okay. Food. And sorry, you've had your turn, Yuki. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy food. Uh, I like going to nice places. Um, also, enjoy ki- cooking at home. Yeah, yeah. We we're always going out for dinner. We're always, you know, traveling True. and eating outside home. So when I'm home, I actually enjoy uh, cooking myself. So, what's your main dish? What's your signature dish? If you're bringing people over, say, guys, I got cooking done covered tonight. I would say sweet potato salad. Nice. So salad, yeah. nice. Yeah. Anything on the side? Oh yeah, it's not, not not just green leaves and sweet <laughs> potato, but red onions, tomatoes, feta cheese, oh. pesto, yeah. chicken. You can bring that to the track as well if you want. We wouldn't. We no wouldn't feta cheese. That. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I, there. I kind of stole the recipe from the gym partly, but I I call it my own. Yeah. 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 All you need to do is just edit the recipe a little bit, and then yeah, yours. just change it a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Nick, do you have any bad habits? Anything at all? Could be biting your nails, could be like on the phone too much or whatever. Do you have anything? I think I have many bad habits. Just one. Just one? Yeah. I mean, I'm, nobody's perfect and, and I'm course. far from, so I would say I'm too much on my phone. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of us are like I think we're guilty all of that, kind absolutely. Of addicted. So the reason I ask that is that over the weekend, Yuki decided he wanted to start a game to address his, oh, well, okay. well yeah. our bad habits which is swearing ah. which I was really good at this well, game well yeah absolutely yeah. so it was very <laughs> simple each swear word cost you 5 euros okay yeah and that was the day so the aim is to watch what you say to limit the profanity and it made it more difficult because we were doing stuff like assembling a TV or like going to like the gym or something and it's just like places that are very easy to swear it's a good exercise to help control emotion because even the following days after that I was really watching what I say every time I wanted to say something it was like, oh, wait, am I going to pay for this? Or Over two days, would you like to guess Yuki's total bill? <laughs> Where was this? It was just around home, just in finance and stuff. Yeah, so we're just doing a couple of things. We might have gone for lunch. We might have gone to And as you know, I'm, I don't swear much outside of car. So as you know, I'm, I will be good at this game. Guess what, how much? 200 euros. Oh, I would love to say yes, but no, it was actually lower. Okay. So he, he was like surprisingly quite well behaved. Okay. So the first day, it was 45 euros. Really? Yeah. Second day, it was 55. So you went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will point out, and then we played it one more day after that, but all three days, within 30 seconds, he'd broken the rules. So, so actually, my guess was very accurate because if he was, very, uh, yeah, yeah. If he was very conscious of it, yeah. that means that in normal life, he would at least double it. Yeah. I hate this game. It's your game. I know I created by myself, but yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. Well, having breakfast or something, I said, you know, okay, fine. I, I think thought- you should, should go gaming and then oh. play that game. That would be caching. Yeah. Caching. Yeah. 
But, I think you'll be swearing but the like, whole way through. Like, like you said, just incredible. Like every times, I say something within 30 seconds after we started. So. Yeah, all three days within 30 seconds, he'd sworn. Like even within I'm 30 not seconds. trying. Like just re. Yeah. I don't know why. It was brilliant. I loved it. I mean, one one I provoked you. I left the car door open and walked away. At first, yeah. First one was like 30 seconds. And second time, I said to myself, remind myself, I have to be careful. It was one minute and a half yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, look, I'm not without sin. I did rack up a little bit as well. But it was a good exercise. You really have to think you want to swear. Five euro is not, not uh, cheap. So. It's not cheap. It does add up. Speaking of games, it's time to play a game of our own. Oof. You may have played this game before, or at least seen it attempted, but uh, it's very simple. You're going to guess the circuit based only on the audio of an F1 car. Easy. Easy? Oh, okay. We've got two reactions here. Nick's going, oh, well, wait. And Yuki's quite confident, so I'm going to see how this plays out. Always start with confidence. Why not? I'll play each of you an onboard audio of a pole position lap from a random track that has been on the calendar last year. And you have to guess it only using sound from the video. And I'm not going to throw any curveballs that like you've never driven or whatever. Like it's it's all it's all above board here. Okay, because you know I, I probably know only eleven or twelve tracks on the calendar. That's fine. We've only got five. Okay. So from five races. <laughs> Hopefully the ones five. I know. So from last five races. Yeah. You mean? No, not from the last. No, no. not necessarily. No, yeah, I mean exactly. there are more tracks. I know. Absol I know yeah, yeah. Monza. Yeah, absolutely. So Abu Dhabi. Yep. So we'll start with the first one, and all you have to do is we don't have a buzzer here, unfortunately, but um, if you know it, just shout out the, the okay. track. The track. Okay. Yep. Netherlands. And no, you can't just say track. <laughs> <laughs> rule number one is you can't just say track. I like your right. rule number one. Jason says some style. Yeah. Rule number one. Always Jason. Yeah. yeah. You can't just shout out tracks that you think it might be. Just try and pick the right one. Because I'm looking at you, Yuki. I feel like it's something you would do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got the first one here. Lots bumpy. Really bumpy. Long straight. Ooh. Bahrain. Oh, oh I was, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's... Guys, oh, yeah. That well is done. fantastic. Well done. I'm really impressed with that. That's, that's really good. So, yes, Yuki, you got that well, we're, one. We were fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, well done. <laughs> that was the worst high five I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what do you mean? We can't reach each other. Such a touch. I know, it was, it was really... <laughs> Guys, go on the YouTube channel, watch that. Okay, let's go to the next one. Yes. Jeddah? Nope. Oh no, it's too slow to turn one, turn two. Am I still allowed to participate? Oh my god, no idea. I would have thought that one gave it away. Monaco! Bang! Oh. Well done. <laughs> Sorry, oh, the yeah. home track. And wait, wait, you said that, home track. No. Yeah, I said just then. I said bang, like home track. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but after he guessed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't no, get no. anything. No, right. no, I didn't get, no. I, no, I said I thought that gave it away the really, the really slow. Uh, okay. Yep. Whew. Okay. It's good, not bad. I'm, well done. Told yeah. ya. Confidence. Okay, ready for the third one? Ready for the third one. Silverstone. Woo. Fantastic, that was quick. Really? I, I didn't expect that at all. 
Yeah. Good job. What gave that one how, away? How, how do you how do you know it's Silverstone? I haven't been there, but I just thought like turn one, turn two is flat, and then small acceleration out of three, and then a back downshift. So I, yeah. I can tell the sound goes a little bit lower, so I thought it's just a K clip, the you know like clip. Okay, uh, no, I thought just, it was more than that. Did you have battery. something in your mind that yeah, you thought that what clip. was it? So I thought it's much longer straight, which was like Monza, or which is you know you you can't just have full battery into the turn one. So I thought it's just K clip. You know, normally when you turn flat like Silverstone, the engine sound will go low, but I didn't expect that guy was turning. So well played. So it's two one. Game's still on. It's out of five. I should have said this is best out of five. Okay, fourth track. Baku. I Two, don't know oh. it. Diama. Yeah, I, I, I had it. the same feeling with Bahrain. <laughs> I was like, for fuck's sake. I knew this and five I was euro, too slow. Five, five euro. Oh, yeah. Five euro. Not easy, is it? No, not easy. Especially when you like, you, like you said, when you're playing games, it's mm-hmm. such right. high stakes. This is for the win, by the way. Thanks for that, Yuhi. Ready? Okay, last one. I'm lost. I'd love to give you a hint, but I'm, I really want this to be a fair game. Barcelona. Really? Oh. Well done. <laughs> I, I could not think it was that quick. Yeah. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Do you. Do you want to play just for a lot? I do have one more, a bonus one. We just say, yeah, Yuki, you win because it was best out of five. But okay. the last bonus one is a tough one, though. A very tough yeah, one. Yeah, that's Okay, last one. Let's go. Just go the ahead. bonus points. <laughs> a track I know. Neither, yes, no. <laughs> I just, I just picked a hard one. Probably not. You were there as a reserve, I think. Qatar. <laughs> well done. Whoa! Did I? What? <laughs> three, three. Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. How I'll you give know you that. Did I give it away with maybe you don't know it and maybe you were there as a reserve? Did I give you a hint there? No. Are you sure? No. Are you okay. sure? No. I wasn't even present. Oh really? It's two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mate, it's I, two years ago. I feel, I feel, you know. I mean, I still win. I still win. It's, no, it's the first three five. three. No, it's first five. This is bonus. <laughs> well, like, first so five. I took the bonus. First five. Yeah. I took the bonus, bonus points. Is this is like exhibition. You know I'm gonna Actually, say usually that was bonus a dead heat. gives more points. No, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the? So I'm gonna yeah. say. I said, look, I did say before. I said, Yuki, you win the official game, but I'm I gonna call that a, de- a dead heat because that was a really, really good. Last okay, I give that. Hail Mary, mm. as they say in the American sports. Okay. All right. Cool. So, I think this is a pretty open space where we can, you know, bring it's anything. A very here. open space. Yeah. <laughs> Look around you. Literally and figuratively, but we can talk about anything that's on our mind. So, with that in mind, I want to bring a new segment to the show, which is called. <laughs> so, in case you didn't hear it, it's an airing of grievances. If you've got anything on your mind to get off your chest, 
no matter how big or small, what annoys you, what gets under your skin, mm-hmm. bring it out now. I want to know something that gets under your skin. For example, mine always comes from flying. People reclining on their seats during food service. Don't need to do it. I need to eat. People rushing off the plane as soon as it touches down. Yeah, true. Can't stand it. People rushing onto the plane when they're not even on their boarding group. I'm the opposite. I can't stand people that are slow. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, just get on with it. Like, we are traveling from A to B. But there are I groups. want to do that. But there are groups. There are rules to follow. True. Not everyone just yeah. rushes like a funnel and then no one goes anywhere. No, that's, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. So, and I'm just sitting there going, like, look, I'm going in my group and you're trying to skip ahead, which means you're getting on earlier and stopping the traffic flow because Agreed. you're yeah. no but you still gotta be mannered and, oh, and follow the rules yeah, but, yeah. but just being slow you know people yeah okay that's your so this is your one then essentially yours is just like people who are just like slow in everyday things which I am actually but <laughs> when it comes to travelling I just wanna move yeah okay so Yuki what gets under your skin it doesn't have to be travel that was just like my example it can be anything I don't have it really much, to be honest. I have to think about it. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, you are known to swear, so that means anything can get under your skin quickly. Um, talking about airports, maybe, you know, people just standing around the belt conveyor waiting for luggage. Ah, too close. It's too close. Yeah. But most of airports, they have line to wait. Don't go more than this line so everyone can see it, you know? Like, what's the point waiting right next to the belt conveyor even though your luggage is, is not coming? It's like, mm, you know, sometimes I cannot see because my height, which is a bit unfortunate, but like, you know, even like my height people have to see the luggage, whether it's coming or not. So that's maybe things I can tell for now about airport, yeah. So public service announcement. If you're traveling, give some space around the conveyor belt. Exactly. Your bags I mean, are like, coming first. Yeah. Yeah. So only that one for now, the airport. To keep on the topic of travel, what are your thoughts on bringing smelly foods onto the plane? Would you do it? No, but I, I haven't experienced much. Really? Yeah. Maybe traveling business and stuff, you know, at the front. People. No, we're... <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Not really true. But no, no, for sure. We all I started somewhere. I, I haven't experienced it either. Yeah. I had one on the way back from Miami. Literally. Okay. Who were you? No, that was, it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> I was no. sitting there and two rows across, some woman. I mean, fair play kind of just made me jealous. She bought a full pizza onto the plane. Oof. Pepperoni and everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh la la, for pizza. Yeah. If she would share, I mean... Is that a sharing rule? Like, do you share no. with people in, in your row? Hey, look, I've got a full, <laughs> yeah, got that's a full a lot. pizza. No, I just live to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, in yeah. restaurants, when you have to wait very long for your food. Yeah. In, in Miami, at breakfast one morning, I, w- I walked into the kitchen. I just thought, like, seriously. Really? Yeah, I walked into the kitchen. I said, guys, to make an acai, it's literally taking acai in a bowl and then adding it. The fruit is already cut. It shouldn't take longer than five to ten minutes. And I waited like an hour. So, <laughs> so what I'm learning here is apparently Yuki's the most chill Zen guy in, in the paddock. No, I'm not Zen definitely. <laughs> I want to be Zen, but I don't know. I literally can't think about anything for now. All right. You got angry at me once for taking... We were in a canteen. Not once. I've seen him getting angry at you multiple times. The one in Melbourne was outrageous. Oh. Like. <laughs> First of all, I, I don't like much the people late. So it's finally coming. If you gave me the thing story, yeah, if you mentioned, yeah, I don't like much people being late. I can mention another one. What? But go on, yeah, go you on. Can, you can say it. <laughs> okay, no, go on, finish this one. And I'll I mean, like, next. come on, respect the time. It's normal thing. And I also, the also one obviously I, was... I'm, I sometimes late. Which I always apologize a lot, but 
yeah, I don't like much, uh, you know, people not respecting because, you know, there's other schedules going on and, you know, it's not just you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing I wanted to say was when the time that you got mad at me is when we we're staying in the canteen and there was like, you know, grapes or fruit and fries on my plate. And before paying, I took one fry and ate it and he got, wait, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, I want to know, is that okay? Can you take a, a grape off your plate? Can you take a fry off your plate before paying for it? Is that a good thing or not? Is, is it like illegal to, to no, eat? No, no, you, you, you had a strong view on that. You said, no, no, you have to pay for it and then you eat it. I said, yeah, I'm going mean, to pay for it anyway. I didn't get like that much. Oh, right? no, no, you yeah, didn't. No, no, I'm just saying that you, you picked me up on it. I feel like it's better to like sit down yeah. properly and eat it, you know? Like, but anyway, it was not like that much. But Melbourne, I was, yeah. I was not so in a not good mood from like beginning onwards in the morning, so. Yeah. Jet lag. Anyway. What was the other one you want? Uh, in Baku for the fan forum, Yuki got upset too. I think I was also a little bit late, and but Pierre is always late. Like I think that yeah. he's, I think he's scarred from Pierre and having to wait around for three years. But I'm sure you didn't react the same way with Pierre. No, as I was. Me. He no, did. Was. He got he got snooty with him, and then Pierre would always. You know how there's always pictures of Pierre and Yuki with his arm around him. Mm-hmm. That's him comforting him, saying, "Oh, come on, don't be so bad." Like okay. it's not him just like it's that always was so that. Mad. Yeah, I just find it funny. It's not funny. Being late is not funny. <laughs> no, but the way you react, it's just like... Yeah. Does it feel good know. to get things off your chest? Maybe because of Japanese culture, you know, especially train comes always on the time. I mean, you, so you, like, you live in Italy. Basically, when you have a meeting there, it's always 10 minutes late. <laughs> I mean, you know, being, so seven slides, being on time 20 minutes or being late, late is always yeah. being on time is much better feeling, yeah. right? Any, with anything. So, mm-hmm. anyway... I thought that was fun, <laughs> getting everything off your chest. It was just meant that's to be good, a small good. little thing. I like thing. this. I yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the time that we have for today's show. Yuki and Nick, thank you for coming in and giving a lot of your time. We could have worse places to do this, I think. Oh, definitely. So It's nice. I like the different kind of uh, atmosphere, not only just indoor. I like this addition here. Yeah, so thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very much. It's all good. So we've got plenty coming up on the pod in the coming weeks. We have episodes with our driver's trainers, Piri and Michael, a motorsport photography episode, and lots more. So make sure you subscribe to Tarot Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get all the episodes as they drop. Until next time, it's bye for now. Bye.